안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergies and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. <웃음> Yesterday I talked about a blue flash on death. Today I'd like to talk about the same topic as yesterday, a blue a flash of death too. <laughs> uh, today's words are from the 55th uh, page of the True Mother's Memoir, Mother of Peace. I'd like to invite Heavenly Honey to read. He had left a truck with its engine running in our foggy alley. We climbed in with our already packed bundle and he drove toward the bridge. In the pre-dawn hours, crowds of refugees were swarming there from all directions, creating total chaos. We moved forward at a snail's pace on the congested street. As an army officer, my uncle had the official pass necessary to take a vehicle across the bridge. Honking the horn, he inched the truck through the crowd. Held in my mother's arms, I clung to her and gazed at the people fleeing their homes. Their fear and confusion increasing by the minute. As soon as we had crossed the bridge, my uncle shouted, get down in your seats. As I squeezed down on the floor at my mother's feet, a huge explosion behind us shook our truck. There was a blue flash and a deafening sound. My uncle set the emergency brake and turned off the engine. Together we jumped out of the truck and clambered down into the ditch at the side of the road. I turned my face to the bridge and witnessed the next explosion. I saw a light like a demon's burning eyes piercing the night. Countless civilians, as well as soldiers and policemen who were crossing the bridge were thrown about like plastic toys, flying everywhere, cast into the river below. For us, a few meters proved to be the difference between life and death. Our lives had been spared. I closed my eyes and many thoughts flashed across my mind. Why would anyone start a war? Why did innocent people have to die? Why is God permitting such pain and suffering? Who can bring an end to this madness? I could not conceive of any answers. When I reopened my eyes, I saw that the bridge was cut in half. The military had accomplished its mission at the cost of hundreds of lives. What remained amid the corpse, the screaming wounded and the dazed survivors was an ugly skeleton of steel smoldering in the dark. The Han River Bridge was blown up at 3 a.m. on June 28, 1950. Even though the South Korean government had announced that it would defend Seoul, it severed the only link to safety, even before the North Korean People's Army came into the city. 
Hundreds of people fleeing the city were killed amid their desperate crisis through the help of my uncle, my life, and the lives of my family were preserved. At that critical moment, God guided me and protected us from danger. Even today, whenever I cross a bridge over the Han River, I see that blue flash and hear people's agonized screams echoing as if they are still burning in hell. My heart aches at the sound. At a young age, I directly witnessed the horror of war and experienced the wretched life of a refugee. The simple and innocent were killed like flies. Children who had lost their parents were crying and wandering in the streets. I was only seven, but I became so serious that war has to vanish forever from this world. It took place 70 years ago, but my throat still tightens when I recall the night the Han River Bridge fell. Left by my uncle who had to return to military duty, barely able to keep ourselves in one piece, my grandmother, mother, and I walked and walked on unfamiliar paths heading south. Once in a while, we got a ride in a passing car, presenting a document as to my uncle's position as a medic, we finally gained shelter in a refugee camp for military families. As the tide of the war shifted on September 28, we returned to Seoul. The South Korean military had driven out the communists and reconstructed a passable bridge across the river. We lodged in an empty house, one that the soldiers from the North had occupied to which the owners did not return. Then the tide of war turned again. Half a million communist Chinese troops invaded Korea across the Yalu River. On January 4, 1951, the South Korean army again abandoned Seoul and we again had to escape. This time we were able to board a train for the families of soldiers and we safely arrived in the city of Daegu. The day after day sights and sounds of our year long wilderness course from the north to the south defy description. I saw countless dead bodies, adults, children, victims of freezing, starving, starvation, disease, and battle. My family and I also teetered on the brink of death, but somehow throughout this journey for survival, I felt God was with us. There was a greater power protecting our family as we escaped the North and found refuge in the South. Heavenly Parent gave me more than a sense of meaning and value. He provided me with a scale by which to measure my purpose in life. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. <clears throat> my brothers and sisters, the course of indemnity always requires a lot of sacrifices. 
all those who were sacrificed without name and without light because of because of war and war the sacrifice of history history's indemnity in the course of life some people live their lifespan and there are many people who live shorter than their own lifespan most of those who live shorter than their lifespan often go to sacrifice of indemnity even though humans were born as a, you know beings more precious than the universe think of how many people die like flies because of the because of war without even having a flower of happiness bloom on the earth consider all of them being sacrificed today you and i are here because of god and also because of the endless sacrifice our ancestors made in the past because our ancestors paid the price for their blood sweat and tears and their lives you should know i should know that i have been called people god today thing of indemnity sacrifice and countless suffering that heaven and our ancestors had to pay until we saved one i was never born to exist solely for myself therefore we must stand right before the calling of heaven and history that's why divine principle mentioned that i am the fruit of 6000 years of history we must repay the sacrifices our ancestors pay for we are responsible for repaying repaying the favor and giving thanks on behalf of all our ancestors and to set them all free my dear brothers and sisters can you imagine i am the fruit of 6000 years of history in order to you know in order to in order to uh, uh, you know i still i am alive here actually in behind incredible sacrifice so many people die and so many people incredible suffering noah pay indemnity for me abram's family pay indemnity for me and moses cause pay indemnity for me all jewish people pay incredible indemnity for me jesus sacrifice for me in the last 6000 years our all ancestors pay incredible indemnity for me finally through father through mother came to the earth and pay incredible indemnity for me that's why 
I am the fruit of 6,000 years of history. I cannot live for my own sake. You know, in order to, in order to be born you know, on the earth, you know, as the 6,000 years of history, can you imagine so many ancestors, even our teachers, even our true parents paid the indemnity for me. How much our heavenly father put his heart and his really, you know, uh, you know, jump song for me. How come, how come, how can I live just for my own sake? So much about indemnity for me. It doesn't make, make any sense. I just only exist for my own sake, just only have my job for my own self. Doesn't make any sense. You need to know that. Even just to the mother mentioned that. There are all kinds of countless dead and bodies, other children, victims of the freezing, starvation, disease, and battle. Can you imagine about that? And then God is paying so much indemnity. So many of my ancestors die without name, without lighting. No? Can you imagine about that? How much I am valuable person? We need to recognize that I am the fruit of the 6,000 years of history. Now ancestor is waiting for me. Our ancestors saying that I pay indemnity for you. That's why you need to bear fruit. The way for me alone to stand right in front of the will, the filial piety before heaven, and to be faithful to true parents is the way to pay back what was owed to our ancestors, our Jesus, our true parents, our heavenly parents. Wow, when I read the mother's words, you know, I don't have experience in the war. I did not see that kind of really countless dead bodies, adults, children, victims of freezing. I did not see that. However, our ancestors paying incredible indemnity. That's why I am here now. They pay the price for me. For what purpose? Let you know God. Let you understand through parents. Let you connect through parents and work together, build God's kingdom of heaven on the earth. Wow. That's why if we just live for our own self, those who sacrifice for the sake of the current current situation, current, they are descendant. How much our ancestors angry with me? That's why always the indemnity cause requires a lot of sacrifices. Today, Father's word, a person God honestly awaited. Heavenly honey, please read. Where is the person who can protect God's sons and daughters and live for the sake of God? Where is the person who can protect that family, who can stand on God's side 
and protect the tribe and the people for God? Where is the person who can stand in place of Heavenly Father with the Son's authority to run forward across the world? Up until now, such a person whom God has earnestly awaited for hundreds of thousands of years has not appeared. We have to pour out all our jansung to become such children. And even if we become sacrifices thousands and tens of thousands of times in our lifetime, we need to become fertilizer and footstones in establishing this foundation. However, although we know God is full of sorrow because there has been no one, we will be cursed for feigning ignorance. Thank you. So the father said, where is the person who can protect God's sons and daughters and, and live for the sake of God? Where is the person who can protect that family, who can stand on God's side and protect the tribe and the people for God? God, God wants to be responsible for and protect his children forever. We too, in responsible to God and to the parents, should become people who at least take responsibility for our tribes and protect and nurture them as a part of the portion of our responsibility. You know, God is our parents. He's a heart. Always want to be responsible for his own children. He really always want to protect for his children. He always want to nurture for his children. That is God's heart. Then who can replace on behalf of God? Who really can re replace that job and can protect God's children? can protect God's tribe, can protect God's about the nation. Who can do that? That was God's wish, waited and waited and waited for such a long time to see that kind of person. Furthermore, as children, we must protect God and true parents, no matter what the cost. So true father now asks, not just only Heavenly Father responsible for me and protect for me and nurture for me. Now they have to be opposite situation. Children, when children grow up and then came to understand, you know, uh, the, the situation of the parents and then children become mature. And then now we need to protect my own parents. We need to protect our own true parents. We need to protect our Heavenly Father. This is a kind of the mature person, you know, filial sons and daughters, no matter what the cost. God has yearned such a child until this day. Up until now, such a person whom God has honestly awaited for hundreds of thousands of years has not appeared. Even if it's very difficult for us to achieve that goal, we should at least have the heart to 
pour out all our chongsong to become such children. And even if we become sacrificed a thousand and tens of thousands of times in our lifetime. That's why Father said, I love this word. We need to become a fertilizer, fertilizer, and footstones in establishing this foundation, no matter what. You and me, we already came to know God's situation, our tropical suffering, their sorrow. So we already know what to do. We already know God's vision and God's situation. That's why you and me, as the children of true parents, we need to work hard. And Father said, we need to become a fertilizer. Fertilizer for our descendants, for our future, for our children. We need to become the full stones in establishing God's foundation. That's our determination. God is full of sorrow, even at this moment, therefore, if we neglect God's circumstance and heart, we will never be able to escape, escaping slaves to Satan. We need to get out from Satan's realm. That is our portion of responsibility. The next slide. Think and sympathize with God's difficulty. You are not standing together with me seriously. I am feeling that my body is assimilating together with God. And in any kind of difficulty, I will comfort God's heart. But today, you are only appealing for yourselves, centered on your own difficulties. Despite having to think of God's difficulties first and sympathizing with him, it is easy to stand in a position of forgetting about God's hardships and sympathize only with yourself. If you do this, you will perish. Such people will have their path blocked. Wow. Incredible, Father's guidance. I'm, today I'm really inspired by the discontent. Father said, one thing we should repent, repent on after regarding Father's word is that we should never neglect God's sorrow. Father said, if any individual, if any family, if any nation or world neglects God's sorrowful heart, they will eventually perish and disappear. When I think about that, how much really I concern about God's sorrowful heart? If I neglect God's sorrowful heart, I don't have any meaning to exist. I do not know my own parent's heart, who is my God. I don't care. I escape my parents' horrible heart. I am not child of God. I am not child of true parents. That's why father saying that. 
if you neglect God's sorrowful heart, if you escape from God's sorrowful heart, eventually you are nothing till we do heavenly paradise and true paradise. Eventually you will disappear. Why your individual declining? Why your family is declining? Why your nation is declining? Why our world is declining? Because we neglect God's sorrowful heart. Nothing till we God's sorrowful heart. If you are a child, if you are filial sons and daughters, then need to know your own father's situation. Our own father, our eternal hometown is God. Then how much I care of God's sorrowful heart? We are just much, very much focused on my own happiness, own hobby, own life. Just only take care of my own family, own situation. Nothing deal with God's sorrowful heart. Others say, this kind of the person, this kind of individual and family, nation and all, surely will disappear, surely perish. I never hear this kind of the guidance from anyone. Of course, a very strong word, this perish. But this is the reality about that. The nation of the America, how much care of God's sort of heart? This nation do not, uh, do not care of God's sort of heart. Nothing deal with God. How are you your own individual? How much you care of God's sort of heart? That's why I'm really thinking about my children. I still, try, I still try to understand God's sort of heart. I try to comfort him, try to work hard for God's will. Maybe my wife is the same as me. How about my three children? They have a job. They are good children, even though they have good children, good character, even though receiving blessing, having their children. I am thinking that in their heart, in their mind, in their wishes, how much they care of God's sorrowful heart. If my three children does not care of God's sorrowful heart, finally and eventually disappear. That's why my focal point to my own brothers and sisters in America and Canada, even my own, own family, how let them know God's reality. How let them know God's sorrowful heart. Nowadays, why has it been more difficult for yourself, your family, your country, and your world? Why are they heading toward ruin? It is because we have been neglecting God's sorrowful heart. This is the main reason why I cannot find hope. 
Why my family go and here and there? Why we are wandering here and there? Why having such a difficult situation? The fundamental reason is neglecting God's sorrowful heart. The Bible says that citizen without a dream will perish. That dream is God's dream, God's wish, God's heart. Therefore, dreams and circumstances and hopes or desire that have nothing to, to do with God will take us further away from God and will finally decline. Even though you have, you have a hope, your hope, how much it connect to God's hope? Even though you have a dream, you do not connect to God's dream and then no meaning. But I say any dream, any wish, do not connect to God's dream and wish, finally decline. Father has always said we should take a serious perspective as he does. Father say that through any difficulty, we should comfort. He more sorrowful than me. God, he suffered more than me. He put chongsong more than me. He paid the price more than me. Who is he? Who is he? He is my daddy. He is my eternal parents. Never give up me. Always protect me. Always responsible for me. And then you find neglecting. Not this kind of the God. What is my future? Most of us are only appealing for our own selves, centering on our own difficulties. When we difficulty, Heavenly Father, please help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. When Jesus crucified on the cross, Christianity think about that and cry for Jesus. But no one cry for God. When Heavenly Father look at Jesus' sacrifice, how much God cry out, shedding tears. Nobody comfort God. Nobody understand that at that time, you know, God's suffering heart. When he looked at Jesus about the crucifixion. Most of us are only appealing for our own self centering on our own difficulties. Despite having to think of God's difficulties first and sympathizing with him, it is easy to stand in a position of the forgetting about God's hardships and sympathize only with yourself. If you do this, Father said, you will disappear. Such people will have their past blood. That's why I really try to my best to introduce God's reality. On and on. God's a sorrowful heart. Let all mankind know this one. 
Let our all blessed families, first generation, second generation, let them know God's reality. If I, if anything I do, nothing dealing with God's sorrowful heart, avoid from God's heart, I doesn't have any meaning to exist. Those who do not know God's sorrow will one day disappear. Any religions, nothing dealing with God's sorrowful heart, someday will decline. The whole world, your nation, your tribe, your relative, your own father and mother, nothing dealing with God's sorrow, someday you will decline. Father said that any individual who does not know God's sorrow will decline. Any family does not know God's sorrow will decline. And any nation does not know God's sorrow will decline. My brothers and sisters, this is our reality. Today's youth ministry, how does a new era begin? Very important topic also. A new era begins with a person of a principle, a person of original nature. In other words, with a true man. Very important point. How does a new era begin? In the past, a centering on was a central figure, this and that. But now is the era of the Chonilgu. Era of the Chonilgu now requires a person of principle, a person of original nature. You know, the world we do to man. That's why whatever we do, our fundamental goal is what? How can I become true man or a true woman? Our fundamental job is not to become politician, great man, or businessman, or artist, or movie star. That's all, everything is external. What is our fundamental goal? Someone say, oh, reading 100 times Hundo, divine principle, that's fine. What's the purpose of the reading Hundoke? Now give me emphasizing the giving the tithing, that's fine. What's the purpose of the tithing? What's the purpose of the Hundoke? What's the purpose of life of faith? Everybody should be same goal. How can I become true man? Whatever we do, do not forget. I need to focus on my self-growth. Without becoming true man or a woman, you become politician, artist, scientist, teacher, professor. That does not make any sense. Our common goal, our fundamental goal is what? How can I become true man or true woman? How can I become filial son and daughter? That's it. That is everything. Do not forget this main focal point. How does a new era begin? Centering on true man or true woman. We are now in the age of Chanilguk. Therefore, we must understand that God is conducting his providence centering on true man rather than central figure of faith. 
In the Old Testament age, God showed his power through the groups of people who follow the religious rites. God often showed the miracles and wonder to those who obey his law, laws, even if they did not understand anything. In the Old Testament age, the age of formation, God could directly show his work most of the time. For example, the miracles and wonders of God sent through the Moses. In New Testament age, the age of growth, God showed his miracles and wonders two-thirds of the time. The amount of the miracles and wonders that appeared uh, decreased during the New Testament age compared to the Old Testament age, while instead God began to increase the revelation of truth to human beings spiritually. In today's age, we have reached a time when God walks through the human being rather than directly appearing to miracles and wonders. We need to know what is the current time. We have transcended the age of the obedience and the age of the faith. Now is the age of true man or true woman. Heaven has passed this era on to human beings as, as it is a time for us to have a greater sense of the ownership. Every morning we are family place. You know, our family, the owner of the channel group. Now is a different time. Taking ownership, not just rely on God, not just rely on true parents. We are the owner of the channel group. I am the one who liberate God. I am the one who liberate true parents. I am the one who have to be responsible for my tribe, my nation. As an owner, we, our family, the owner of the channel group, take ownership, not expecting miracles. Not just rely on God. I have to be subject position as the as the chonilgu, the owner of the chonilgu. That's why I have to be a filial sons and daughters. I have to be a true man or a true woman. That's why how does a new era begin? Centering on true men, centering on filial sons and daughters, not era of the servant. Not era of the servant of a servant. Not era of the adopted son. Now the era of the true son and true daughter. Era of the taking ownership. As we advanced through the ages, God has raised the level of the providence of gradually raised human beings to achieve their original nature. Just, uh, just as uh, babies cannot grow without the support of their parents, as they do, they, as they do grow, they begin to faithfully uh, fulfill their own responsibility until they can live independently, independently, without the support of their parents. Now is the time to show the power of a true man or a true woman. Now is not the era in which we are indebted to God's power, but instead it is the era in which we can show the world that we have grown, grown into a true person that all will envy.
That's why we need to liberate our own ancestors of 40 to 30 generations. We need to liberate about centering on our HT mission. You know, we need to take a minimum 430 couples. Cannot compare like last time. All the testimony era, new to testimony. Now is not complete, complete testimony era. Now the era of the channel go fully. We have to take ownership, my own tribe, my own ancestor, even my own nation. I need to be responsible even for true parents' liberation, even God's liberation. Different time, not just only expecting miracles or something. By raising us uh, with, uh, with a true man or a true woman through us, God wishes it to build a wall of glory and wall of joy. Thus, now is the era in which God shows himself through the true man or a woman. It is no longer an age which we exclusively need faith and obedience. Of course, we need to have faith and obedience, but that is not the main issue but on age in which we show our ability as a true man or a true woman. Now is the time to show I am true man. I am true woman. I am filial son and daughter. Not just only following, not just only following the direction. Take ownership. As we walk the course of restoration through indemnity, we walk the path of the faith and obedience while also enduring persecution. Through that persecution, we have gone through a process in which it could be recreated, be purified of our sins, learn to endure that persecution as a true father did, and finally become true man. Through persecution, just now the uh, someone say, uh, uh, George, George Russell say, got a kind of the persecution and then she kind of really struggling and how how can deal with that so much depressed later on at the end you know looks like even though you know God, that kind of persecution and misunderstanding but at the end God is really working that's why persecution is a blessing through the persecution our true selves can come to fruition within us True men will be persecuted no matter, no matter where they go. When a light appears in dark world, there will be those who do not like the light as, the, uh, as, uh, as it hurts their eyes, which are used to dark. In this way, true men have always been persecuted. That's why now no worry about it. Persecution is a blessing. Through the persecution, I can become more strong and more close to Heavenly Father. In conclusion, how does a new era begin? A new era begins with a person of a principle, a person of a original nature. In other words, with a true man or a true woman. We need to fully take ownership. Then, new era will begin. Thank you.